I'm sorry, we're closed. Oh, no, 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 I, I called about the- Sorry, pal. Holidays are hell. I'm scared. Shh. Time to close your eyes and go to sleep. Someone's coming tonight. Hi, this is Brandon Ford. And Merry Christmas. This is Tony the Tiger, the Thunder from Down Under. Christmas is over. Oh, well, I'm letting everyone know. I'm telling the audience Merry Christmas for yesterday. Yes, this is a posthumous. Merry Christmas. Yes, because Christmas is dead. <laughs> um, this is our last episode of 2022. Our so. wake for 2022. Yes. Um, and so for this week's commentary, we are doing the 2016 anthology film Holidays, which I thought was a nice capper to 2022 because not only does it have a Christmas segment, but it also has a St. Patrick's Day and a Valentine's Day and a Halloween. New Year's. And a New Year's and an Ann Arbor Day and a fucking, fucking Guy Fox Day, all that stuff. <laughs> so, yes, it runs the gamut. But we are going to talk about that momentarily, but quickly, I would like to get the usual plugs out of the way. Uh, I'd like to encourage all the listeners out there to please check out my books in hardcover, Kindle, and paperback editions by going to Amazon.com, typing in Brandon Ford. You'll also find my author page, which you can subscribe to in order to receive email notifications whenever I have a new release. If you prefer audiobooks, I have several titles available in Audible, which you can easily find on Audible.com or the Audible app by typing in Brandon Ford. If you don't already, please follow me 
on Instagram at writerbrandonford. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Letterboxd at Brandon Ford. You can also follow Tony on Letterboxd at Tony underscore the underscore bear. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, critiques, suggestions, recommendations, feel free to email me directly at blindragepod81 at gmail.com. Please don't forget to stop by the Blind Rage Podcast official Facebook page to like and subscribe. Last and most importantly, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Blind Rage Podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. Aside, and aside, rather, Mm -hmm. it would annoy me when people say, don't forget to rate the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, On other podcasts, what what annoys me is not that people ask, to be, you know, reviewed or rated, because clearly I do it every week. But what annoys me is when people say, please don't forget forget to give us a five-star rating. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Calm down. Yes. Uh, don't you want people to be honest? No, often they don't. <laughs> Yeah, well... Mm. I mean, I'm, I am I remember that last time you were in tears when you got that bad review. I was not in tears, and I didn't get a bad <laughs> review. I just got a one star. And whoever I, I, gave I me that one star can get fucked. <laughs> yes. And I can shove that one star up their ass. Mm-hmm. Yes, they can fuck themselves with all... Five ends. They get two thumbs up. Their asses. Yes. <laughs> um, and then clap. So before we... Uh huh. Okay. Somebody's giddy. I think he had an Irish coffee. So. No, I'm still hungover from yesterday. <laughs> oh, God. You got drunk doing that interview? No. Well, uh, I was a bit drunk before that, but Christmas. I had a few, oh. few eggnogs. Well, not not eggnogs. I had chocolate liqueur. That was nice. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay. So before we get into the movie, have you watched anything of note? I've watched lately? a few classics of note. Uh, <gasps> Tell me. Well, one that I have never seen and I quite enjoyed, The Seven Year Itch, uh, mm-hmm. which is about undiagnosed chlamydia. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, of course not. It's the Marilyn Monroe air vent over the subway and dress billowing and yada, yada, yada. I, I mm-hmm. uh, never really realised what the story was about and um, that's based on a play and uh, enjoyed all the actors and Marilyn... Um, <laughs> uh, Marilyn is very enjoyable, but I always remember a view of one of her last movies, the one I think that she died during, but... The cinematographer was saying that she's just so lifeless in the eyes. And <laughs> that's sort of something that I kept looking at throughout the movie is her eyes are so almost like doll-like quality that uh, it's very wide-eyed, but it's, 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 um, her ditziness really, um, is exemplified in the eyeball <laughs> delivery. 
And the other movie that I watched was uh, 1986's Aliens by uh, James Cameron. And that that's always good, uh, a bit of fun to watch. Uh, sort of um, when I was describing um, uh, World War Z, I was saying, you know, uh, with the original Alien, it was sort of a slow burn, slow burn horror, whereas... Aliens is an action horror. <laughs> uh, yeah, I noticed that people gravitate more toward Aliens than the original. Yeah. Well, the the pace is a lot faster and, and uh, it's more of a um, like popcorn entertainment, whereas the original was, um, uh, I would actually say, more prestigious, which can also be a bit off-putting to everyday audience members. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 And how about yourself? What have you been watching? I watched a movie that I uh, found on Tubi and thought it was just going to be just more generic, uh, low-budget horror movie fare, but I, I quite enjoyed it. It was a movie called The Seance, Mm-hmm. And it was it was a very minimalist movie, and it it was uh, heavy on the dialogue. It was a lot a lot of it was centered around the main characters and um, their dynamic, and it could have very I could very easily see it as a play, okay. um, but it was about. This guy who uh, calls himself a medium and he is holding a seance at his house, which he bought specifically because it's haunted. And he had a group of people over uh, because they wanted to reach out to someone. And they they have the seance they leave and one girl stays behind. And then we discover that she does a, um, she's Australian, by the way. Mm -hmm. She, I believe does a show, a TV show in Australia where she debunks a lot of, uh, frauds. And so she'd heard about him on the internet and so a lot of it, it was their dialogue trying her trying to figure out exactly what he had done to make certain things happen like for example um when they were having the seance the wife was trying there was a wife trying to reach out to her husband and she asked for a, a, a sign that he was there and the piano started playing um a classical piece that he used to play for her all the time. Mm-hmm. And she started inspecting the piano, saying maybe it was a player piano. And she was very doubtful about the whole thing. And things progress from there. But for a movie that was had really no stars and was very low budget and uh, it was a little on the short side, but I think that running time worked. I yeah, thought it was yeah. really good. I really liked it. Um, it was very simple, um, but it did what it wanted to do, 
And I did. There's one part that I thought was funny because um, they had to escape at one point from the house. And, um, oh God, what the fuck did he call it? He had his car blessed by a priest. (laughs) And because uh, he wanted like a sanctuary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in case something bad happened. So he called it a portable poltergeist something. I don't Pimp remember. Mobile. Yes, portable poltergeist pit mobile. <laughs> but I didn't rewind it, but I'm almost, I'm 99% positive the first time he said it, he said portable poultry geist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, which is a callback to our Thanksgiving episode from 2021, Mm. if you haven't checked that out. Um, Your your story reminded me of um, uh, those celebrities talking about their paranormal experiences. And one of them that always stuck with me is um, this uh, author called Judy. She was saying that her and her husband were at a theatre show. That was, uh, it was like, it was, um, let's say, Death of a Salesman, so not anything like, anything... um, uh, audience invested, but her husband out of nowhere just sort of started singing to himself almost like loudly enough to annoy people around him. And then later, uh, after the show finished, um, and they got home, they, uh, had a phone call to say that his brother had died, uh, during the performance. And that was the song that they used to sing as children. So mm. I just found that was, that sort of stuck with me in a funny, in interesting way. Way to bring the podcast down. <laughs> I didn't think that brought it down. <laughs> Your piano playing reminded me of it. Okay. Well, we're going to turn the page here. Second movie I watched, funnily enough, <laughs> is called Tony. Oh, about the awards. <laughs> Quiet down. It was a British horror film that I'm pretty sure was based on a real-life serial killer uh, from the UK whose name I can't remember. But I did speak about a documentary that Netflix did on him. It was one of my watches. Oh, yes, I remember you saying about it, yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, it was... Um, it was decent, but it really didn't go anywhere. Um, and, um, it just follows the main character, uh, as he, uh, uh, it's very short too. It's only like 76 minutes. Okay. And, uh, um, he, uh, I don't know if he was supposed to be if he was supposed to be closeted or if he was just uncomfortable with his homosexuality, but I, I don't know. There were, there were things that alluded to him being gay, but then there were moments where he was looking at like, uh, centerfolds of women and trying to arrange dates with, uh, prostitutes who worked for a telephone service. Um, 
and um, some of it was very violent. Uh, and he did go to gay bars too. Yeah. Um, but some of it was very violent, and basically, it was just kind of like a day in the life type thing of what he did um, around the UK uh, with regard to meeting people who ultimately became uh, organs that he disposed of in garbage bags um, in uh, one of the lakes or rivers or something. Yeah. Um, the performances I thought were really good. The lead guy did well. Um, I believe that they, they were Scottish. Everybody had very thick accents. Some of, some of them were nice. <laughs> some of them I couldn't understand very well, but, um, a lot of redheads, I'm sure. Probably. And kilts. Oh, uh, but, uh, I mean, it was okay. I didn't yeah. hate it, but I, I, I think it it left something to be desired because you know what nothing did the really. What title allude to? That's his name. Oh, I thought you said you couldn't remember his name. That's all. oh, that was no, the I serial said, killer. You couldn't remember his name. Yeah, baby. No, the serial. Yeah, the real killer. <laughs> I couldn't remember his name. I, it, but his name isn't Tony. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think. Uh, but yeah, the movie's called Tony. It's from 2009. Yeah. Okay. So, so there's that. So that's all I have. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so, if you are about ready. I, I think am. We should get in. I think we should get into holidays. Because uh, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Take one. some time to celebrate. Okay, settle. All right. So, yeah, for if you want to watch along, there's a lot of movies called Holiday and Holidays, but this is Holidays from 2016, and I think the easiest way to find it is to search for Holidays with Seth Green because he's, I think, the most... <laughs> The, well most known name. Fame, the most well-known <laughs> name in the movie and if you if seth green is the most well-known name in your movie that's kind of sad um okay so we're gonna begin holidays in three two one play With distant corners entertainment. Mm-hmm. Now, this was one I'd never heard of. And I was looking for some uh, something obscure. Well, yeah. Something kind of obscure be as far as uh, Christmas movies go. And yeah. I, I found... A list of obscure horror movies, which for the most part weren't obscure to me, but this one came up, um, and uh, because of the Seth Green segment, and um, I thought it sounded interesting, and then I realized how so very wrong I was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind it as much as you hated it. 
If there is one word I could use to describe this movie, it's underdeveloped. Okay. I thought this first story, the Valentine's Day one, um, it's so fucking predictable. As soon as the, the teacher says he has a heart condition, it's like, oh, okay, that's where we're going to go. <laughs> um, and because the main bully is putting on a fucking... Uh, what is it a, a talent show just to raise funds for him he felt you know obliged to let her harass other students I didn't really buy that at all mm-hmm. you don't have to you know scream your head off at somebody but you can be like alright that's enough knock, knock, knock it off yeah yeah but he didn't do anything and um I think if you're going to do a nod to Carrie, it should be in a better movie. <laughs> but there isn't because Carrie is such a classic. Uh, yes. And yeah, there is a nod to Carrie because one of the girls is wearing a similar red baseball cap to uh, Norma. Oh, and I, and I thought definitely the maxi pad chanting was. Yeah, there's that a too. To yeah, plug it, up. plug it up. Yeah. And even these red swimsuits, like the um, bloody pigs. Bloody pigs. Well, you know when she gets covered in the pig. You mean blood. pig blood, not bloody pigs. Yeah. They don't throw bloody well. pigs on her. <laughs> I said what I said. Yeah, you're you're standing by what you said, are you? Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> it's not even clever. <laughs> but high school is not very clever. <laughs> no. And I don't know any teacher who would have let this go on in, in school. Yeah. I mean, at least in Carrie, they were doing it in the locker room away from Rather, the yeah. eyes of the teacher. They're doing this right in front of the teacher. Hmm. That's what, I, that's what I liked about the craft is that it was a quick uh, insult and then the teacher told her off, Christine Taylor. <laughs> Whereas this, getting pushed, this is dangerous. Yeah, every time Christine Taylor... You had to go save her. Yeah, but every time Christine Taylor said anything, the gym teacher was like, put a lid on it, Laura. Yeah, yeah. Um... Oh, that laughter is so convincing. He just seems so pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh god, this one. They should have had the gym teacher naked to accentuate the fantasy. You think so? Yeah. Who pl- he's not really my type, but <laughs> he's not that hot. Well, no, I'm sure he is. I'm sure you'd find him quite a drag, but he's just not someone I gravitate towards. Why is that? I don't know. What I was, us, us having this conversation yesterday. What would be the opposite of gravitating towards? 
being repelled by. Okay. Because I was thinking, the two, like, you can't gravitate against. You know? <laughs> Please go up. <laughs> Just got a red scrunching. How? <laughs> oh, and I saw the baseball cap that you were talking about earlier. Oh, and it's got a blackberry. Ah. Oh. No, no, the talent show is just. I miss my blackberry. Well, I used to. We've spoken about my blackberry before. I thought you were talking about your rosebud. Settle. <laughs> this is a serious matter here, okay? You know how much these kids love me. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and he sounds a, a bit young to have a heart condition. Well, I mean, I guess you could have a heart condition at any age, but yeah, doesn't I think, he? I think I had a cousin who had a hole in the heart from a young age. Right? Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I just said yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> ask me. Yeah, I I've known people who've had mur heart murmurs at young age, uh, at a young age. But um, do they even go into detail as far as what's wrong with his heart? He needs a heart transplant. He needs a heart. Well, he's a he seems a little young for that. Then. <laughs> and I only just noticed that now as we we're talking because. There was a quick Zoom cut of a letter that he received from a doctor's office. Oh. Oh, God. As I've said before, I always thought that bullies in movies are so much more vicious than they often are in real life. Mm. I mean... I've been taunted with... I mean, how would this girl even know that the main character's father committed suicide with a box cutter? Mm. Um, what, I, what I find is that usual bullying is more subtle, but long it, over a much longer period. Um, or else when it's, when it's quite... When it's quite um, uh, to the point it's, say, for instance, uh, online. Well, that's the way it is now. And I thank God that I, mm. I was not in school when everybody, ever, there was a computer in every home. Mm. I dodged that and bullet. And social media. You just did uh, prank phone calls. <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, not, 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 I didn't have anybody's number that I went to school with because I had no friends. <laughs> Uh, I just used to call people at random. <laughs> Will you be a friends with me? Yes, I used to do that, yeah. And then when they say no, you're like, well, fuck you too. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, it's after Christmas. I'm a, I can be a cunt. <laughs> mm -hmm. And what's your excuse the rest of the year? Uh, I'm sorting out personal issues. Okay. 
Oh my god, listen to that sad, sad music. <laughs> I know, it's like boohoo. <laughs> you know, I only just realised, and I'm embarrassed, because uh, I had... I haven't been abiding by the rules. That my local swimming pool, you're not supposed to shower naked. <laughs> so, oh. I was getting like full. <laughs> but in saying that, the first time I went in, someone else was naked. So I thought like, uh, and then went until in recently wrong, I read yes. a sign saying like, uh, make sure you have your <laughs> bathers on when you're showering. So it's meant to be a rinse off, not a shower. Well, it, like I know it was like a maximum of let's say two three minutes. Um, yeah, so then it's definitely got soap in there, so it's not. Yeah, uh, I went when I went to a I stayed at a hotel once that had an indoor pool, and like right to the side of the of the restroom, which was conveniently placed like directly in front of the pool, saying, you know, please don't drop a deuce in our pool. <laughs> uh, the restroom is right here, but yeah, there was a, there was a small shower right there that didn't have a door on it or, or anything, so it was just you know to rinse off. Yeah, but see, that one is a rinse off one, <laughs> and and plus, in case anybody was getting planning on getting frisky in that shower, <laughs> the opposite wall was comprised of a window that let out like right outside the hotel. It yeah. was like, okay, if you want to get down, everybody's gonna look at you. So, now mm. something I remembered, um, uh, yeah, because of the music, is that this is from the directors of Starry Eyes. <sighs> what? Why did you have to tell me that? Oh, did did you not know that? No. Um, see, now I'm upset. <laughs> oh, the, because Starry Eyes is such a good story. movie. No, Starry Eyes <laughs> is such a good movie. And it's like, how do you go from Starry Eyes to this fucking shit? Yeah, but I think Starry Eyes came afterwards. Does it not? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, really, for the... Uh, I guess when you're having to, because you're you're, um, you don't even live this way. What does that sound like? <laughs> she doesn't even go here. This isn't funny. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Um. Oh God. Yeah, the the music is very similar to the music in Sorry Eyes. Now that you mentioned, because I did, I did think that it sounded similar to something. The eighties synth, yeah, yeah. Oh, and speaking of Sorry Eyes, we were talking off mic about um, the actor Pat Healy. Because uh, I had watched mm. The Innkeepers recently, and Pat Healy was in Starry Eyes as well. This is very um, 
Frighteners. <laughs> Every time I see a box cutter, I think of that movie. That fucking killer was scary. Gary Busey's son. What was his name? Yeah. Uh, Stop saying. Something Busey, James? we'll say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> He was also in Identity. As the as the killer that gets as the as the criminal, sorry, who gets a baseball down the throat. Mm. <laughs> this is kind of like That should have been in a fridge. <laughs> one would think. This is kind of this this music is kind of like the reveal at the end of Starry Eyes when she's got the gown on yes. and the wig and everything. Yeah. No. And even this, yeah. It's very, it reminded me of Drive with um, Ryan Gosling. The music in that. Zauer, this is the St. Patrick's Day in one. I thought that this one... I, well, I didn't think it was good, but I thought this one, out of all the stories, was the only one that was fleshed out. This one has a beginning, yeah. a middle, and an end. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that it was based on Irish lore. Yeah. That it had a um, a mythology that it could follow yes. to some yes. better degree. Everything else seems like the scripts were just written in a day. Well, I'd say uh, some of them seem very uh, inspired by, whereas this one seemed more um, took actual elements of. Yes. And I actually one thing I did quite like is that they had an a international element to the um to this anthology series. Well, this is the only one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Not much of an international element. It's like an Abercrombie and Fitch catalog. <laughs> yeah. If you remember that Family Guy episode <laughs> where they play like where's um the minority in the catalog? No, I don't remember that. It was like it was like a send up of playing Where's Waldo in the Abercrombie and Fitch catalogue where they had to find the um uh non white person in the catalogue. And they're like, Oh there he is. If I knew how to get an Abercrombie and Fitch catalogue when I was in high school, I would have fucking went to town. <laughs> Those pages would have been stuck together. Yes they would. <laughs> See, I only had access to my sister's um uh, Cosmopolitan. Oh, they used to have like the Hawkeye guy of the month. Well, it was less that, but sometimes they would have uh, a, like a sealed section, which is, that was that was maybe once a year. Oh. You're thinking of the Cosmo Centerfold, eh? Mm-hmm. No, when I was in high school, I didn't even know what Abercrombie and Fitch was. I'd never, because Abercrombie and Fitch was more of a suburban thing. Okay. 
Um, I had never heard of it until that god awful LFO song. <laughs> After I don't know. Um, we well, I mean, like we don't have. I mean, we have malls here, but we don't really have mall culture. I mean, like in Philly, because it's a major metropolitan city, it's not. Um, it was never really you don't drive to the mall. No, yes, yeah. it was never really a thing where you would just go to the mall and hang out all day, or get dropped off and just walk around yeah. all day. That was not a thing. That that was that's more of a suburban thing. Yeah, see, it's interesting. Uh, not that interesting, but <laughs> what we call malls, I think, is different to what you call malls. Because um, uh, we have uh, plazas. You have like strip plaza. malls. No, they're like indoor, big, huge, um, uh, like what, like what mall rats is set in. So you have malls. But what we call a mall is outdoor. So, like, in Adelaide, we have Rundle Mall, which is an outdoor street, uh, that's a pedestrian roadway, and then shops on either side. Remember when Tiffany did her mall tour? Ah, oh, in Mall Rats. No, Tiffany the singer. No, no, I don't, no, I don't remember that at all. Well, I mean, a lot, a lot of up and coming pop stars did that, but yes, I think no, I, I know that. Yeah. I think that I, I think she was known so heavily as being the pop star who did mall tours because there was like clips of her performing in a mall and I think the I think we're alone now video but yeah yeah I I saw a bootleg video that somebody recorded of Britney Spears performing in a mall like before she got famous yeah I reckon um uh like maybe (sighs) I wanted to say a few years ago, but it might be two decades now. Celebrities used to often do mall appearances in Australia and, um, like the Backstreet Boys, you know, where they'd have all the fans screaming around them, you know. I guess, you know, it's an antiquated thing, but I, like, I think Adelaide had a, a, um, set a world record when the Beatles came to visit and they, stood at a balcony at the town hall and they had a lot of, like, the biggest crowd to come visit them. <laughs> my mo- my mother went to see the Beatles. <laughs> That's sweet. No, listen. My mother went to see the Beatles with her cousin um, when they were, like, teenagers. <laughs> I think my dad went, too. I don't know. Well, maybe she just told him the story because he t- he's the one who told me. But... There was a really long line to get in, and my mom got kind of antsy, and she was just like, fuck this, I'm not standing here. And she just walked ahead of everybody and went in. Oh. <laughs> and got away with it, too. And I think a lot of it had to do with because she was she had, she had was a blonde. She had long, silky blonde yeah, she hair. She had the swagger. She had the swagger. Yeah, she did. See, I I never really understood why the girl uh, did this to the teacher. Because the teacher seemed to want to look out for the little girl. Well, to bring her into the cult. 
Oh, yes, that, yeah. See, and another thing that I don't like about this movie is it takes... Ugh. That's cute. It takes some of the same uh, elements like pregnancy and uses yep. and utilizes them a different source, like in the Mother's Day one where the girl keeps getting pregnant, which I don't understand why the doctor didn't just like, okay, we could give you a hysterectomy. Uh, <laughs> well. <laughs> but uh, we'll get to that. Yes. And I was wondering if condoms didn't work. Condoms. Condoms. No, I. Th well, she said she says um, that she would make her husband or whatever the guy was wear three three condoms. That's right. Yes. Which yeah, but when you do that, they rub. Yes, they each other yes. And they you're not supposed to do that. See, and that goes to show mm. how unresearched this thing is. <laughs> Well, first of all, yeah, the the rubber is rubbing against itself. Itself. And yeah. plus, nobody would really get any sensation. So, what the fuck is the point? <laughs> Maybe she had a huge vag hole. Well, she might have a heavy flow and a wide set vagina. So, I mean, <laughs> it's not her fault. She needs to use a whole <laughs> roll of tissue paper. She uses super jumbo tampons. Yep. Okay. All right. You're going to put that in your burn book, eh? I am. You're a pusher, Brandon. Mm-hmm. And you're too gay to function. Hey, only. <laughs> I know it's only okay when I say it. Yes. Vets don't get things wrong. <laughs> yeah. And this one, huh? I thought went on too long because the other ones are really kind of quick. I well, I thought the Valentine's ones was a little. Um, Pace. I think this one might have felt long because it was a bit quicker, as in stuff happened. I mean, I I, sh I guess I should have checked the minute running, but yeah. Um, but I guess what I liked about this one is that if you were to ask me to write a horror movie about St. Patrick's Day, I would not have at all gone in this direction. <laughs> well, who the fuck knows about Irish folklore? Lore. Except for the Irish. I never heard of this. Well, if you if you, if you look it up. You, sure you, you can, can do that, yeah. Or you could just be lazy and write a, a script about a killer leprechaun. Yes. Who wants his gold? So she had to lure the snake out with a rat. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like uh, the book um, Kiss the Girls, if you ever read it. That's the second time you brought that up. <laughs> and you kept... This year, though. You kept thinking about Carrie Elways having a big penis because his character in the book had a big penis. Mm. 
Well, although Gary doesn't give me big dick energy, really. He gave it to Alicia Silverstone. Yes, he sure did. You will never forgive her for hmm. that piano scene, the poor thing. <laughs> I'm not fond of this music, this drum, boom, 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 boom. It kind of reminds me of Blood Feast. <laughs> well, the percussion was the first instrument. You can't remember. Yeah. But you can't forget. Grania, this is your father. Quite a... <laughs> Our little boy is waiting. It's got that good Irish swagger accent. Look, I know you think she's different. She's not. She'll run a mile when she comes. Yeah, like a Colin Farrell. Mm -hmm. Speaking of whom, I just I revisited uh killing of a sacred deer the other day. She's the same as the rest of Ah yes. Mm -hmm. Did you ever watch The Lobster? Um, yes, but I did not like it. Okay. I haven't seen it, but apparently it's funny. But <laughs> No, it's not it at all. Because <laughs> apparently killing of sacred deer is funny. No, it's not. No. Which I didn't, I didn't find it funny. No, it didn't. No. I enjoyed it. Well, I mean, if you might find the lobster funny if, if you enjoy seeing a, a dog get stomped to death. Which oh. I don't think you would. No. Well, there was. Well, that's why I didn't want to watch. Um, sorry, I didn't want to watch Wiener Dog because of that. What the fuck is Wiener Dog? I believe it's called Wiener Dog. It's the sequel to Welcome to the Dollhouse. What? Did you not realize that there was a sequel? No. <laughs> are you? F are you fucking with me? No, no. I'm quite sure it's called... But if you look up the director, it's... it's. I'm quite sure it's Wiener Dog. And Heather Matarazzo's and in it? No. Oh. Well, then who... She's played by someone else. Oh, well, then who gives a shit? When did it come out? <laughs> um, I'm going to say maybe 10 years ago now. You know how time flies when you don't think of things? Well, that's... Yeah, that's probably how it flew under my radar, because it was probably not good. Because I think a dash hound gets run over a few times at the end. Uh, was what I read. That's why I was like, oh, I don't really feel like watching that. Mm. That was like when... I love my dash hounds. That's like when they did the... Um, well, it was kind of... To be sure, to be sure. It was kind of a sequel to A Christmas Story, but it was... It was more... It was basically more... Um, Unofficial. No, it was more stories that were based on um, the author, the the essays from the the author who wrote a Christmas story, S. J. Perlman, yeah. and um, it was called "It Runs in the Family," um, and it had Kieran Culkin in it, 
And but then they okay. did make a TV, a made-for-TV um, sequel called A Christmas Story Two, and it had Daniel Stern in it. Okay. I'm scared. Why? This oh god. This one I I can't I can't I cannot. All right. So we have a mother telling this this goes on way too fucking long. We have this whole mm. thing about religion and shit. And then we have the Easter bunny. Don't look at the, don't you can't see the Easter bunny. Nobody's allowed to see the Easter bunny. So what happens? She sees the Easter bunny. Something bad happens. Boom, we're done. Yeah. yeah. Again, underdeveloped. Well, yeah, at first I thought, yeah, when the story started happening, I thought it was a bit funny, but then it didn't go or do anything. And so no, I just sort of it didn't like, do a oh, fucking thing. That was a waste. <laughs> it reminded me of, because uh, I used to watch Bill Maher, and he used to... I, I cannot believe you just admitted that. Why would you admit such a thing? <laughs> used to refer to Jesus as being like the zombie messiah or something because of this whole... Raising from the dead. So I thought I was cackling over her. <laughs> yeah, well, uh-huh. zombie metaphor. Well, that's over. really the big, the two, the big thing that Bill Maher is known for. Him and um, what's his face that I used to think was cute. Um, oh, that's... Ricky Gervais. Um, oh, I thought you meant the other the fuckhead on with the podcast on Spotify. No, um, but Bill Maher and Ricky Gervais are known for being very, very outspoken atheists. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you're an atheist. Good for you. I don't give a shit. But they're the kind of atheists who look down their noses at people who believe differently, which I don't care for. Yeah. I'm all for believing whatever you want to believe, but don't ridicule someone just because they think differently than you do. Mm. See, I just took it as it might have been, and to me, I just saw it as an indication of what America's attitude towards religion was like. In that, uh, maybe the Christians had too much uh, pull on the legal system <laughs> when they shouldn't. You know, there should be more separation of church and state. Okay, we're not going to go down this road. Okay, this is this is this is supposed to be happy, happy, joy, joy, fun times here. We're going to do a, a uh, three-point turn and go back up the road. Mm-hmm. Or in your case, a pirouette. That's not... What the hell are you babbling on about? <laughs> Although I have heard it called a K-turn, which made sense in my head, because, like, it's sort of you do the letter K with your car. Mm-hmm. Is that the same as a K-hole? Which I frequently (laughs) think about far too often. So did the mother decide to have a bit of a flap of the canoe? Yes, yes, she does. The fucking Jesus slash Easter Bunny hybrid monster 
humanoid thing gave me Wishmaster vibes. Okay. I just thought, because uh, I remember uh, atheists on my feed commenting on how, well, not atheists, sorry, I, I know a few witches, <laughs> and they were sort of saying how um, the whole Wiccan element of how Easter borrows a lot of um, on that mythology, and that, you know, that the whole Easter eggs and um, and uh, rabbits and chicks and yada, yada, yada. Because really, the 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 eggs have nothing to do with these. You know, it's a, no. If if you're looking at it as a resurrection, um, celebration, everything else is just gravy. Well, it doesn't make any sense. In one in in one of David Sedaris's books, um, he he has an essay because he moved he moved to France because his uh, partner. Um, bought a house in Normandy and he didn't speak the language so he took classes um, and fucking um, I don't remember how the subject of Easter came up but the teacher was asking him to describe how he celebrates Easter or how or what Americans how Americans celebrate Easter or some shit like that and he started talking about the Easter Bunny bringing a basket of eggs and blah, 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 blah. And the teacher was completely flummoxed. And she she said the French word for, you know, rabbit. She said, lapin? And, like, put her fingers up to her head to make the ears. Like, yeah, is, yeah. Is, was that what you mean? Um, because put it, her teeth out. Because apparently the French don't believe in Easter Bunnies. What they have is a bell that flies from Spain and it brings treats to the children. A giant bell. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the Liberty Bell. Yes, exactly. Yes. That has treats. Uh, What's what's French for Liberty? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, it's um, (laughs) probably... It's probably... um, Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> um, did he mention anything about Australia in regards to Normandy? He does talk about, but he he has gone to Australia a few times. Yes. No, I can't. No, I, I just can't remember if I feel uh, I know that Australia helped the French in one of the wars, and uh, uh, whether it was Normandy or not, but. Doesn't well, matter. I'll have to look it up later. He did talk about. I think I told you this before, but he did talk about um, going to a restaurant in Australia with um, uh, the kookaburros um, fly up to the balcony, and mm-hmm. apparently the uh, the wait staff has bowls of uh, shredded meat. Uh, yeah, to give to the customers if they want to feed the kookaburros, and uh, the kookaburro uh, kill what they eat by like bashing it to death. So yeah, they they uh, grind it against the floor. Well, that their beak. Well, he well he said when he gave the kookaburro a piece of, of meat, it it kept 
uh, bashing it against the uh, the uh, the rail that it was sitting on before it ate it. Yeah. No child has ever seen it. Because it did. No, it wasn't alive. Because kookaburros yeah, yeah, yeah. are not that smart. Okay, apparently. Well, they're going to assume that it's a worm. And this is what they have to do usually. You ever fed a kookaburro? They're not so common where I am. Uh, we get more magpies. But I have. Yes, like, I know you do. You see them around. <laughs> I feed the magpies meat sometimes. And the koala? No, you don't feed the koalas. No, you don't feed the <laughs> they koalas. They get their own. Uh, during the heat, you can leave uh, like buckets of water for them. Generally, generally, they'll get the their water from the leaves, I reckon. But when it's very hot, you can have them. You can see them. Aww. take it direct from water. Do they? It's quite. It's actually a bit. It's actually a bit sad because we'll often have footage during the bushfires of seeing koalas being fed um given water like from a water bottle and they're quite uh, <gasps> so thirsty for it. <laughs> oh that is a little too precious. <laughs> oh do you leave water out for them? Well, they're not really around here where I live. Um, what the fuck is where to... you live? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You live in the most boring well, part of Australia. Now. Whereas when I used to live in the hills, uh, I used to have koalas climbing the trees, but uh, they had enough water because I had a river behind the house. Mm. So what you're trying to say is the koalas lived in a van down by the river. Yes. Well, now what wildlife do you have living? We got fucking pigeons and squirrels. <laughs> Close to you. <laughs> we don't have anything. Pigeons and squirrels, that's it. We have foxes every now and then. Yeah, that went nowhere. No, no, it did not. Again, underdeveloped. And that was from the Nicholas McCarthy, who has done a few Are You Afraid of the Darks? Oh, God. And I, with this one, I thought it was very unusual. Bad biology? No. (laughs) I thought this one was very unusual because the doctor didn't seem at all you know, phased about all the abortions this girl had. And first of all, you can't have that many abortions. You could die if you had like 30 yeah. abortions. Yeah. Uh, it's all very, um, shock value. You could do some very, conversations. You could do some very severe internal damage if you, if you have that many abortions. But the doctor's not at all phased by all these pregnancies all these abortions mm. 20 pregnancies and she said she, i stopped has counting she tried has she tried anal 
Well, there's also oral. Or yeah, but you can you can hit this P spot. Yes, you can hit that. Or you can also you could do pegging. Or you can also have the boyfriend put a uh, use a strap on. Yes, you could do that. Mm, mm. Or there's there's ones that they're not strap on. They you. It's like a sock for the penis. Yes, I know. We've spoken about that too. We're in reruns already. <laughs> we could do a clip show of our dialogue. <laughs> well, you could definitely do a clip show of how many times we've quoted, or I've quoted Romy and Michelle. I've misquoted Romy. That's right. We don't all have the memory of Encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> Encyclopedia Brown was so funny. Mm-hmm. I remember there used to be a TV show on free on HBO. I said, "Oh, really?" Yeah, I said one of the books. Was it a cartoon? Or no, a, I believe or it was. A, no, I believe it was live action. Yeah. And if I, I don't mind this one because sorry, <laughs> you go, you go. If I remember correctly, they had they had the Encyclopedia Brown show back to back with another show that was just called Encyclopedia, and it was an educational show um, meant to teach children. I think I might remember that in yeah. a fun way about different things. Yeah. Uh, I thought the gentleman in this ep- in this episode was quite attractive. The one at the at the fucking during the ritual. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I kind of figured I was missing something there. <laughs> it, yeah, it all went a bit midsummery. Um, uh huh. Again, missed a big. A big something there. No, well, you didn't see penis or anything. You did too. No, 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 no. Sorry, I meant in this, in this, in this movie. Yeah, in, in Midsummer, you see penis. Mm-hmm. Although I re, I discovered an album recently, and it was reminding me of that. Of um, oh God, I, I know <laughs> it's like witchy music. No, I quite liked it. But. It's witchy music. Yeah, yeah, and I can't remember the name of the album. That's why I don't want to talk about it. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like Fight Club. No, it was. It's it's very. Um, oh God! What's that music festival in the desert? Burning Man. Yeah, it's it's like it's very Burning Man style music. Coachella. That's the one I'm thinking of. Um, oh, so it's like um, EDM, which yeah, but more more tribal, more tribal EDM. Mm. Um, though I will say my my favorite one, my favorite episodes from this. I'm saying episodes, the storylines from this segment movie were probably I 
quite liked Father's Day. That was the only one I could remember from beginning to end and I found um, interesting enough. And probably St. Patrick's Day. Whereas this one, I like even watching it now, and I only watched this a few days ago, like a week ago, I can't really remember the ending. Whereas, And I was sort of feeling that way with some of them as well. Is that they can't, I've lost interest in some of them. I wonder why that is. <laughs> it just didn't hold me. But uh, yeah. I think the fact that this one kind of felt more like a music video clip uh, I gravitated towards. <laughs> as opposed to was repelled by. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Um, no, 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 mm Um, out of all of them, I thought the absolute worst was the last one, the New Year's Eve one. That was so... Oh, okay. I didn't mind New Year's Eve. Oh, my God. It was so stupid. Yes. I can handle stupid. And plus it has... And I can handle you. Oh, thank you. And plus (laughs) it has that (laughs) girl who was married to Eli Roth, who was in Knock Knock and fucking Uh, The Green Inferno. Yeah. Who is a terrible, terrible actress. Well, you don't know what she's like in real life. (laughs) Maybe it's not an act. I'm sure I don't want to know. This is very Midsummer. Hmm. I think Ari Aster ripped it off. No, he ripped off the Wicker Man, but in saying that... I don't mind um, uh, people ripping off if it's done well. I don't necessarily think he ripped off the Waker Man. I think he, it was, it was um, uh, folk folk horror. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I wasn't saying that personally. I, that people were trying to use that argument in general, whereas... I, I kind of feel very much um, a, a case of get over it. <laughs> See, I don't remember what happens after this point. That's what, I was, that's what I was saying is that I remembered all the way up until here and then like, oh, what happened? Oh my God. Did you? Oh, I know what I was going to tell you when we were on the, when we were talking off mic. Did you mm-hmm. hear about the new series on Netflix that is about a washed up rock star um, who dies and comes back from the dead to avenge those who wronged him? No, I haven't. Guess who plays the washed-up rock star? Hold on to your nipples. Can you give me a hint? It's not Russell Brandt? No. 
Okay. We've spoken about him and made fun of him before because he thinks he's a rock star and he's not. Um, oh, God. Uh, Russell Crowe. Okay, no, who is it? Corey Feldman. Let me know. Really? <laughs> oh, oh, okay, yeah. I, I don't think I'll watch that. Um, I did. There is a show that I want to watch and I only remembered yesterday about it. Uh, I think it's called Archive 81. Have you ever seen any of that? Mm-mm. I reckon it's called Archive, Archive 81 and it's about like a um, uh, guy who has to reassemble videos that were destroyed in like a in a fire type of thing Mo- like movies he start yeah and he starts seeing creepy images oh so it's it's fiction oh yes yeah and I reckon I, I think I like the St. Patrick's because I feel that with when you have short Stuff like this, you need a healthy humor. Well, the thing sometimes the thing that really bothered me about this as a whole is the attempt at wit and irony with the segments. Okay. And if you're going to have an anthology, it has to have irony more than anything else and the attempt at irony is so weak and you can see it coming a mile away yeah yeah. and the the weakest like i for me as i said the new year's one was oh he's a killer he's gonna kill her but wait oh she's actually a killer too now she kills him See, I didn't mind that. It reminded me of um, that other anthology we did recently where uh, you had the two mythological killers killing each other and the alien came and you had it. I just thought it was enjoyably stupid. What the fuck movie was that? I thought it was that one with the narrator from The Fog. Oh, the Tales of Halloween. Yeah, this... Yeah. You had that, that Jason one where... He kills the girl, and then she gets an alien inside of her, and oh, that. I barely remember that movie. <laughs> you blocked it. I, I did not like it. No, I thought this was worse. Okay. I mean, I got I, a few. I think I well, preferred it for having less stories. Uh, well, Tales of Halloween had Tiffany Shepherds. And a bunch of other horror icons in it. So that helped. This has got Seth Green. (laughs) This has got Seth Green. Kevin Smith's daughter. And Kevin Smith's daughter. And the terrible ex-wife, actress ex-wife of Eli Roth. (laughs) This is like the uh, nepotism of anthology movies. Sort of. Well, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't think Eli Roth had anything to do with it. No, no, but like, uh, it's it stars. It has people who are associated, like two degrees of separation. Now, quiet. This is my favorite one. <laughs> the Father's Day one is your favorite one. Well, I I thought it it um yes yeah 
I will actually say that. Well, I do enjoy Jocelyn Donahue, and she reminds me so fucking much of Rachel McAdams. Okay. See, she reminds me more of there's a British actress who was in Scream 3. Oh. She reminds me of her. Parker Posey? No, a British actress. I was being facetious. <laughs> Isn't that your drag name? No, that's your drag name. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. Facetious Silverstone. Mm-hmm. Because every other day is Father's Day. All right, settle. Why is he sending her a Father's Day present? Uh, I don't know. Very nice of him to give her the cassette player as well. Because if someone were to send me a cassette... Well, I think if he had sent, if he had this packaged and sent and ready to go at the time that he did, he probably would have just sent her a cassette tape, not knowing that in 2016 there would be like no way in hell that you'd be able to fucking play mm. a cassette tape. Unless you have an ancient boombox. Well, she could have played in her car. That her car looks quite old. Oh, really? Although I saw a, a cassette player the other day, and I was tempted to actually buy it, but I've got no cassettes. So. Well, and even more, and even more weird. I went to a um, uh, there's a discount shop close to my mum's, and they were still selling blank VHS tapes. Wow, who the fuck is recording stuff off of TV and shit? Like serial killers. Um, yeah, but uh, actually, even that wouldn't happen. I was going to say people recording from camcorders, but people don't do that anymore. No, either. they don't. Definitely not VHS camcorders. No. If they're going to record from a camcorder, it's going to be a GoPro or something. Yes. Something that yes. has a hard drive and in it. It'll be straight onto YouTube or something. Yes. And how old is she supposed to be? In her 30s, I would assume. <laughs> uh, let's say. You know, she used to be... Um, she used to be... I don't remember what brand, but she used to be a... A uh, jeans model. I think for guess. I think. Um, were you a prep girl? Yes, she was a model for prep. Levi's. <laughs> Levi's Wrangler Oshkosh Bagosh. Cut my hair. God, the daughter looks like a monster <laughs> in the pictures. Sure, Jan. 
<laughs> I'll go first because I'm the prettiest. <laughs> I always loved when Jan suggests like entering the contest and everyone's like, you're so stupid. <laughs> and then later Marsh is like, oh, I heard about this contest. They win $20,000. <laughs> oh, my God. And Eric Nice hosted. I used to have such a fucking crush on him. What was he famous from? The real world. Oh, okay. You know, apparently, um, uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead was going to be called The Real World. Yes, I know. That that was its original title. Yes, I know that. I knew that for, like, decades now. Okay? Okay, Jan? Oh, I didn't. All right, Jan. Sure, Stan. God. Oh, she's got a Salika. <laughs> She would have been so popular in my high school if she was a boy with the Salika. I love RuPaul in the Brady Bunch movies. And I wanted I wanted him to have a bigger part, but I think because he has such a small part, it makes it so much more funny and effective that he has those mm. little cameos. Mm. I like it better in the second one. When he's at the pool. <laughs> Mrs. Cummings. No, I liked when, uh, you know, um, she's the, the uh, guidance, guidance counselor. counselor. And she's like, oh, what, what's the problem? School preg- uh, pregnancy? Uh, drugs? And then, <laughs> and then and Jan's like, no, it's my glasses. <laughs> Hello, Carol. Hello, Carol. <laughs> Who the fuck is named Carol? Yeah. Um, Carol Brady. That's why we while we've been thinking of the Brady Bunch. Yes, because of Christmas Carol. Hmm. So Papa is like some kind of fucking humanoid and shit. And he wants her yeah. to fucking join him in his nether world. I don't. I don't know. I don't care. I don't like it. You know what? So I always, so, you know, the story. I I liked the whole vibe of this one. Um, it was. It kept me enthralled to the end. Did it? Did it? Did it though? Really? Not to say the ending was excellent. No, it was not. It was, no, it me, no, it kept me wondering. It was terrible. It was, all, it was terrible. It was all terrible. And then Daria got. Oh no! Him. Did you hear that? What did I hear? He said, "Wow, that's a good-looking stick." <laughs> and then I heard it does look magic. Oh, th- this mm-hmm. sounds so inappropriate. Sounds like a grinder pickup. No, it sounds worse because it's a recording of a father and daughter. And then it's telling her where to go to meet up with her. Yeah. Meet up with him. Yeah, to show him his magical <laughs> show his magical stick. That's exactly when what the you, purpose when was. You go into the bedroom. It's like if you want to see Daddy's magical stick, <laughs> just follow these instructions where it'll be nice and private. And I'll show you how to you. use it. Okay, you see that tub of Crisco as you enter the door? Mm-hmm. Dip your hand into that. Mm-hmm. 
Make sure it covers you up to the wrist.、Mm-hmm. Okay. Now after that, go down the hallway,、mm-hmm. take the second left,、mm-hmm. and slowly open the door.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you forgot to tell me to dip my penis in the cocaine. <laughs> well, the cocaine is already at the tip of my back crack, so you need to slide your cock. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you always gotta go one step too far. I like to know the limits. Yeah. Well. Okay. Some people have boundaries. Okay. <laughs> So you need to pull back and pull out. Okay. All right.、Um, I don't think the audience needs to know about my foreskin. Yeah. Be strong for daddy. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you got to be strong. He does sound very dark. Like if if he was talking to to a submissive, it would sound so much hotter. Yes, we know how much you love B and D and S and M. And A and W root beer. Yes, I don't mind A and W. But I don't like I don't like Dr Pepper. I haven't had Dr Pepper in years. It tastes medicinal. What's the main ingredient? Like rhubarb or something? Or what is it? It's like、um, rhubarb. It's some kind of vegetable or something. I think it's、um, okay. radishes. Really? I think.、Oh. I think. I think that's what it is. Isn't that what Shelbyville drinks? Um. No. You know after. That took back the the haunted lemon tree.、Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it just tastes like、uh, it's bordering on arsenic. So it, it reminds you of almonds. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's rhubarb or radishes or something like that in there. Well, rhubarb is poisonous. Then how do people make rhubarb pie? Well, the leaves are poisonous. Okay. Well,、uh-huh. it's very tart. Actually, I might get some apple and rhubarb pie one day. You put that in my head.、Mm. There's a nice little apple stand. You know, that does that in the hills. I was promoted to manager of the Gap because the old manager tried to kill herself by eating a whole pot of poinsettias. Really. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was quoting Janine Garofalo yet again, this time in Reality Bites. I haven't seen Reality Bites. Well,、huh. it's one I kept wanting to get. I, I think I kept renting it, but never watched it.、Um, I don't even know who you are. Although they anymore. They say.、Uh, That's a movie that's got a better soundtrack than movie. <laughs> no, that's not true at all. Yeah, I thought a lot of people liked Reality Bites.、So、Reality Bites I, was I such a big、that. fucking hit when it came out. Hmm. 
put Ethan Hawke on the map again. Yes, and Winona Ryder. And then she did that. You know what I thought really put her against public opinion? Was it wasn't the stealing, but her reaction to getting found guilty. I know. She got five That was really was like a what? five thousand dollar fine. And I di- didn't she get um community service too? Yeah, I reckon yeah. I feel I, I will never forget that look on her face. She's like, oh, how fucking dare this happen? <laughs> you know, it's, and I think that really just made people turn against her. She really never I came back. More than anything. I, c- I can't yeah. believe she never came back from that. Well, I've never seen that show she's in Yeah, now, Stranger Things, I don't give a shit about. Yeah. But I remember being really excited in the early aughts when she did a movie called Sex and Death 101 because it okay. was it was written by the same writer who did Heathers. Oh, really? And I was okay. like, oh my God, this is going to be so good. It's the same writer who did Heathers, one of the best movies of the 80s, and it's got Winona Ryder. It's going to be her comeback. And yeah, it was awful. Yeah. I will say I did like her very much in... Um, Black Swan, but she only had like three minutes, so it's not. I don't even remember her being in Black Swan. She's the one who stabs herself in the face. Oh no, Winona Horowitz. <laughs> it was on her rider that she gets to stab someone. Okay, so we'll get everything squared away immediately. Are you proud of yourself? Are you proud of what you just said there? She just didn't realize it was herself. I feel like this was the precursor to OnlyFans. Why does OnlyFans come up so often on this podcast? <laughs> well, it's because of, because of your plugs at the beginning. Okay, we don't um, need to talk about my plugs. Well, your hair's looking good now. See... Yeah, I feel this was my least favorite one. It's and so bad. It's like these three girls are watching a cartoon, decide they're witches, and then fucking put a fucking car battery operated dildo up the fucking mm. guy's ass and make him cut his own dick Nothing, off. Yeah. Yeah. It all just seems to... He called me a war. Stuff just happens. Yeah, it's just... It, 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 it ha- I mean, oh, God. Kevin Smith, I may not like everything that he's done. Okay? Uh, I'm mm. looking at you, Tusk. Um, <laughs> See, I like Tusk. I know so you do. You carry on. But... It, I, he is someone you can tell by his writing that he takes pride in his dialogue in particular and in story structure. Um, this feels very much like he just phoned it in. See, I, I don't feel that way with story. But in saying that, I watched his... Um, I went to a, a speech he... Uh, a demonstration. Oh, he's a talker and a presentation oh he did. God. Yeah. 
He doesn't talk about Tusk. He talks about what? But it was basically, he talked about Tusk. Oh, did he? And it was basically, he described it, he really just meandered through the whole story. The story just, um, it it was like a step, 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 and here we have a story. You know, he didn't seem to know where it was going, and I kind of feel that way with a fair few of his movies. See, she's, she always sounds so Canadian. Even though she's Celebrate Halloween. She, yeah. Well, I don't know. I think it's better than people who say Halloween. That drives me crazy. Halloween. It's or Halloween. It's, ha- it's Halloween, not Halloween. That's the way Rob Zombie says it. Halloween. Like H-A-I-L. <laughs> Oween. Halloween. <laughs> A B C. Always be calming, bitches. Because the next generation's coming. Have you seen that movie, Cam? Um, I did, and I didn't mind it. I thought it was okay, but it didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, it was about the AI taking over her yeah. sex feed, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was interesting, but I think I. And then I thought the ending was ridiculous. Yeah. How's that sound? Not well. Not just her bashing her face, but after everything that she'd gone through, she went back on the can. Yeah. What? And the screenplay was written by a former cam girl, so I guess that's why it ended the way it did. The horror of it is they go back to work. Yeah, she had things. <laughs> See, this speech could have been left out. I think this is where I don't like Kevin's writing as much as when he does this type of monologue. Um, I was actually thinking, um, this reminded me of uh, what happened with my cousin. Oh, she was a cam girl uh, and became a witch after watching a cartoon? No, no. What? Uh, so... My cousin's brother-in-law, I forget his name, let's call him Luke. Um, uh, His mother went to a psychic, just incidentally. And um, the son came up in conversation and um, the the psychic was saying how um, uh, he had a girlfriend who he treated so badly and it created such a universal negativity and now his the recipient of such bad karma. And, uh, cause the mum had sort of asked about why things were going so badly for him. And, um, so just sort of, uh, I feel like I would have preferred that type of storyline than this storyline <laughs> where, <laughs> uh, this guy was treating the women just so badly that, um, the payback sort of started happening without as much, um, um, of a build-up. Yeah. Well, the whole fucking thing basically takes place in real time over the course of, like, 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. See, their, this, their sudden need to torture him came about quite... Um, Out of nowhere, like, yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, again, they watched a cartoon, decided they were witches, 
And it would have made more sense if they were watching The Craft. <laughs> they couldn't get the rights. No, actually. well, clearly not. I'm sure they could get the rights to the sequel. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> They'd be giving that away. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he could do that. Or even I was thinking... Um, um, uh, what I would have preferred to what happened, like there's stuff I would have preferred to happen than what actually happens in this in this um, sequence. I would have preferred none of it to happen at all. There was a um, uh, a thriller that I liked called Untraceable with. Oh uh, yeah, with Diane Lane. Lane. Yeah, Lane's sorry. <laughs> and see, I, I think I would have preferred that type of thing where uh, the audience was deciding what was going to happen to this guy as opposed to the girls sort of. Yeah, that was good. I Suddenly s- being coming torturous. <laughs> I saw that once when it first came out, but it was good. I, um, I like... Um, when Colin Hanks first started out, I refused to like give him a, tr- a chance because he was Tom Hanks. Yeah, I was yeah. like, okay. <laughs> But he's actually a good actor. Yeah. See, but even here, if if I were to read someone say to me, show us your pussy, I would think that they were saying my asshole. Well, <laughs> of course he, he goes you would. To cutting off his penis. <laughs> you would think that. Uh, Stupid. See, maybe they're making a grammatical error again and saying, show us your pussy. Uh huh. No. Are you fucking bitches fucked in the head? What the fuck is wrong with you? This is fucking insane. God, this is so stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Tusk is better than this. <sighs> Speaking of Diane Lane, did I ever ask you, um, do you like Unfaithful? I have not seen oh, Unfaithful. Oh, for God's sake. I wanted to, and... <laughs> I think I saw maybe a few minutes of it when it was on telly, but I wanted to watch it from the beginning and I never got around to it. Let me write it down. Why do, why do you ask? Well, because you brought up Diane Lane okay. and because I enjoy it. Oh, no, but what do you, what do you like about Unfaithful? I like yeah. it. I think Oli- it's good. Olivia Martinez. <laughs> oh, yes. Olivier. He was beautiful. Apparently... The uh, there's a scene where there's a strong wind and that was done using like a jet propeller. Yeah, that's how they meet each other in the beginning. I saw that theatrically when it first came out. Okay. With my ex. (laughs) Who was, I think, unfaithful to me. <laughs> was he giving you like side eye throughout the whole movie? No. Like, <laughs> no, but I. Okay, well. Mm. Let I mean, me just like say this. Saying, oh, who could do that? Let me just say this. <laughs> I 
this this is a thing that happens all the time and i'm i fell for it because i was 20 at the time and didn't know any better but he lived with who he said was his ex and they had a strictly platonic relationship he kept saying he didn't even like him he wasn't attracted to him it was merely um for convenience sake but yeah i found out later that they were they were still they were still together and i was just the side piece oh okay so did the ex know that you were i don't think so yeah yeah so you were the other man yes i was yeah i was Olivier Martinez. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Tell another one. But, yeah, I should... Well... mm, He used to lie about a lot of, like, weird things. Was he a Scorpio? I don't fucking know, probably. (laughs) No, I think he was a Virgo. And that's the thing. I'm a Virgo, and I've had relationships with three Virgos and none of them yeah what maybe four and they never they never go well I got I can't I can't be in a relationship with another Virgo but um I remember he would like tell me stories about things and like I would ask for proof and he'd be like no um and he take my word for it he used to tell me that he spoke fluent French and I asked him to translate the the French verse in um, Paradise, not for me. And oh, okay. yeah, he yeah. said, what she's saying is the uh, chorus in French. No, it's not. <laughs> not even close. No. Not even close. Yeah, so he's a bit of a compulsive liar. Yeah, I tend to uh, gravitate toward those. Speaking of gravitating toward people. <laughs> Gravity. Gravity, exactly. It's that molten core of lies. Mm-hmm. I have trouble. With- and here we have our only A-grade <laughs> bigger. This is a C-plus at best. <laughs> and I have trouble picturing him or believing him to be a father yeah I can't I can't take him seriously as a father I can because I I feel that he probably is as an actor a father like that he has kids probably because I think I think he's married to the actual woman yes he is yes or he was at that time I don't know if they're still together is Robert Chicken still going, if you know? I don't watch Adult Swim. Ah, I used to love Robot Chicken. Infrequently. She's a terrible <laughs> actor. <laughs> um... Fucking, I thought the whole twist 
with her being into fucking weird fucking um say um, it's more extreme than sadomasochism but mm. and then I, how could you be married to somebody for this long and not know what their sexual fetishes are yeah You don't all of a sudden decide, oh, I'm into extreme fucking torture. Well, yeah, how she can control herself from not slapping him. Though this, I guess, of most of them, this one sort of reminded me of something that could have been on... Um, on the crypt. No, 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 no. Well, yes, maybe like, <laughs> like no, no, no. Okay, yes. You well, like maybe season six when it was when it well, all went to shit. Okay, yeah. Well, because because often with those, there's the formula of someone dying and then the person sort of getting their come up and at the end because of that person dying. Well, generally killed. with with tales in the crypt is someone dies. And then they come back from the dead, a lot of the time for no reason. And then they avenge their death by going after whoever was the cause of it. Yeah. Um, that, was a, that was a very simple formula that they repackaged many a time. But yeah. that was because they did it so often in the comic books. Yes, yeah. I've done... Uh, virtual reality uh, amusement park games, and I've got sick. <laughs> so I have no desire to try virtual reality goggles. <laughs> I remember virtual reality was like a big thing in the mid-90s, but the technology really wasn't there, and then it disappeared for like 20 years, and like, and then all of a sudden it came back. I was like, wait, what? This is a thing again? What? Everything old is new again. Like uh, around the lawnmower man days. Yeah. Oh, that's such a shit ass movie. <laughs> I remember it was very popular and it wasn't that good. Well, you know that's not what the story is about, right? What was the story about? About the uh, mentally challenged guy getting... Yes, he's a big fat man who strips down naked and just eats the grass. Really? Is that the story? Yes! Oh my god, where the hell did they get the virtual reality? I don't know. And then, yeah, because it was originally um, promoted as Stephen King's The Lawnmower Man, and, and he sued to get his name off of it, because like, this is not what my story is about at all. It's not even close. Yeah. <laughs> I remember he had, his pubic hair was made of grass, too. Oh my god. Although that sort of then sounds a bit like the creep show that uh, Stephen King was mm. in, where he started turning into grass. Mm hmm. You forgot to log out, Pete. And then they made The Lawnmower Man 2. Yes. With um, Austin O'Brien. No, was that him? Or was he in the first one? I saw everything. Uh, Brian Austin Green. No. 
from My Girl Two. I thought it was. I thought it was Faye who was the guy in the Jeff Fahey was the lawnmower man, yeah. But and Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan was in it. But I there was a kid who was who was his name was Job. I don't know why I remember oh, that, okay. but um, Jeff Fahey old school testament. Jeff Fahey's name was Job, and um, he had a he had a, his he was because he had the mind of a of a child. He was friends with. Uh, Austin O'Brien, I think it was. Yeah. It, I know he had a. He was friends with a kid, but I don't remember if Austin O'Brien was in the first one or the second one. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing it was the first one. And I generally don't like Jeff Fahey as an actor. He kind of annoys me. What else has he been in? Oh, well, he's been in a lot of m- movies that I try to avoid. Um, yeah. I know he was in Psycho Three. Um, oh, okay. He was in that, that. Speaking of anthologies, he was in that movie, that anthology movie, Body Bags. Oh yeah, and that had John Carpenter as the host, wasn't it? Yeah, it had a lot of horror people in it, horror directors, like Joe. I think Joe Dante's in it too. Yeah. So much of this is just mm-hmm. so implausible. And by this, I mean the Dexter. entire movie. This is what happens to you. Dexter quality. <laughs> Speaking of gravitating, <laughs> Seth Green is somebody that I would probably gravitate toward, not because of the ginger factor. But because, but namely because he's short. Okay. He's probably as tall as me. Plus the ginger, I'm sure. Well, he's he he's not really my kind of ginger because he's he's his red's a little too red. Oh, okay. I think he he has a nice beard when he lets it out. And I thought it was funny enough in um. I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm just saying he's not really my type physically. Yeah. I like um I like idle hands. I want to pretend like Oh yeah. But you I'm sure you don't have that issue. No, my hands are always working, baby. <laughs> well, didn't she come after him with the electric knife? An electric knife. Yes. Well, that speaking of idle hands, that was he yes, had that. He right. look at me, I'm Leatherface. <laughs> and here we have the worst. Trying to figure out the hand. <laughs> the worst segment of the entire fucking movie. Whatever the fuck her name is, Riza something Riza. This is from the director of Daniel Isn't Real. Yeah. Um, um, Malcolm, e- some Egypt. Adam Ad- Egypt Mortimer. Ad- yeah, I was close. Adam Egypt Mortimer. I was close. Malcolm. 
Daniel Isn't Real wasn't all that great either. Okay. It wasn't awful, but it was... No, I, I never saw it, but I saw a lot of hype around it. So. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, mm, it was very different than the book. Yeah. Um, How was Taylor with sex? Wasn't he in it? Yeah, Patrick Schwarzenegger. Uh, he was fine. Oh, yeah. No, he wasn't. That Which was I think, um, I think, I think Miley Cyrus. was Eastwood. Miley Cyrus went out with Patrick Schwarzenegger. But who's Clint Eastwood's son? Um, I feel like she went out with I him. I don't know. Patrick, Patrick Eastwood? No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> I'm talking to me here. But I, from what I hear, he does strip down, and that's probably the best part of the movie. Yeah. Now that is Maria Shriver's son, isn't it? It's not. I think so. I, I I I don't I don't know. I think. Well, because I feel I've seen pictures of um, Schwarzenegger, and it and the other one, the the bastard, and they look. The bastard. The bastard. Well, um, his mother is Hispanic, isn't he? Isn't she? Yes. So, but the son look looks very <laughs> like he couldn't hide the fact that it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sorry, it was um, it's just the nerves. It's like, oh, that looks similar. <laughs> I never found anything remotely attractive or sexy about Arnold Schwarzenegger at all, ever in my life. Never. I I prefer his body doubles than I do him. Yeah, like the one in Reanimator. Reanimator. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Corpse. Yes. Yeah. But um. Not friends with someone on Facebook, but like uh, follow someone on Facebook who's who was his nude double in the um, more recent uh, Terminator, like Terminator Four or Five. He had a nude double. Well, that's good because he's like in his seventies now. Well, no, it was he played the young. Terminator, but they digitally changed the face so it looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh God, that's that's another thing that I'm really glad that my vision has deteriorated to the point where I don't have to see that nonsense anymore or at all. Like when what they did with um that Robert De Niro movie. Oh yeah, yeah. They tried to make them all see, look young. but not not like that. So it wasn't that at all. That was. That would, if that were the case, that would have been Arnold Schwarzenegger playing the Terminator and then making him look younger. This was the case of, I think Eric was his name, Eric Azra or something. Why would you apologize for that? Playing the Terminator and just changing his face so it's, you know, and I know you don't like Arnold's. Okay, so what you're trying to say is he leather faced him. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> yes, and it's a very leathery face. Mm. I really don't know. Uh, 
I'm just thinking how two serial killers would interact with each other. Um, I think it, I feel like it would be more, I guess, interesting than this, <laughs> or something like. Um, I don't think she would be as shy. Or, or something. Well, I don't think she really knows because she doesn't know how to act at all. <laughs> well, this is how she is with Eli. Was. Thank God they're not together anymore because that means she's not going to be in any more of his terrible movies. Was it a bad separation? I don't know. But I know that they dated for a couple of years before they got married and they weren't married very long. Yeah. I could imagine him being a bit hard to be married. Oh, yes. Because I don't think anybody loves Eli Roth more than Eli Roth, so. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, no. Mm-mm. I think like it, it's. I almost feel bad for her that <laughs> that were she not married to Eli Roth, she wouldn't be in movie. Like she would have had to have become a better actress to get into movies. Maybe, but because she sort of had that shortcut to get in, she didn't have to work as hard. I think that's why he and Quentin Tarantino got along or get along so well because they're both extreme narcissists. <laughs> Well, but I think also, I'm sure Eli strokes Quinton's ego. Um, yeah, I would say so. Well, the whole and then, the whole reason why the whole reason they became friendly is because Quentin saw Cabin Fever and liked him, liked it, and you know said I he, I want to meet this guy and I want to hang out with him, and a friendship blossomed yeah. from there. And then the next thing you know. Quentin is producing Hostel. Mm. And Eli Roth is in fucking... Fucking... Inglorious Bastards. Well, I was going to go with... um That other movie. Nope. Um, fucking... You know what the fuck I'm talking about. Death Proof? Yeah. Whose character served nothing at all to the plot. It was almost like it yeah, was written for Yeah, it was forgettable. I can't... Yeah. What segment was he in? The the, the very first, first one, bit? yeah. He or was the in the bar. Yeah, because the second bit was, yeah. Yeah. It was Rose McGowan. In that party city blonde wig. <laughs> I, yeah. I like her as a blonde... Yeah, she was fine. I I liked her being in both because I was sort of saying how uh, that sort of made it feel more like a grindhouse where you have the same actors <laughs> just playing different roles. I didn't like Planet Terror at all. I enjoyed I thought it was quite true to what I imagined, whereas I felt that with Death Proof, Quinton liked 
the story too much to um, fuck up, fuck it up, as much as Robert Rodriguez did with like the image. You know, it, I enjoyed Robert Rodriguez's um, uh, like scratching up the the celluloid and like dripping magenta into certain scenes to make it seem like a really ruined reel. <laughs> Is this garbage over already? Mmm. And it's another fairly long... Well, it's about seven minutes. That's long. Well, when you have some that are only like the length of a song, and then you have this one, which is... Well, I noticed uh, that a lot of the time, credit sequences are like three, three and a half minutes. (laughs) Yes. Um, but nowadays, really, it's become a thing to just put the title at the beginning of the movie and then save all of the credits for the very end. So it's like, you yeah. know, you just get the title and then at the end you get a 10 minute credit sequence. Yeah. That's a thing. Or if you have, or if it's like Bandy, you have the title like an hour into it. Uh, they did that with, um, Fresh. Climax. Fresh. Oh, really? The title, the title comes in at like 33 minutes. Yeah. It was weird. But I did enjoy Fresh very much. I, something that I quite like about old movies is when they would have a fairly long opening title and then... There'd be almost no credits <laughs> at the end. I do recall growing up watching many a horror movie that had opening titles on just white text with a black background. That was because they couldn't yeah. afford to do anything else. Back then, it was pretty costly to have text on a moving image. Yep. So that was yes, that was why yes. they used to do it that way. Just a slide. Yeah. <sighs> so that was fucking whatever that movie was called. Panavision Ireland. Yeah, I I discovered this movie when we did um, Starry Eyes because uh, I was looking up their back catalogue of movies and saw this one. So you heard of it before I mentioned doing it for the podcast? Uh, uh, yeah, and also I reckon in the list of uh, uh, unknown horror and uh, horror movies for the holidays. Well, you didn't mention it to me, bitch. Well, I think it was at a time when I didn't think you wanted to do anthologies. When the fuck did I say that? Well... Maybe I, maybe I just created that idea in my head. Well, you are quite delusional. <laughs> yes. This is my uh, choir. <laughs> this is like that fucking song. <laughs> no. Ah, du moi. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they play that in single way female at the sex club. Oh, yeah, and, and but they have that real. Uh, like uh not techno beat but that it's a club beat yeah 
<laughs> that soft drum. That was like, a pretty big song that... at the time. Yes, yeah. Was it Enigma? No. No, okay. But I do remember it. Enigma was a cornball band. Enigma? Yeah. No, they had that, like, Return to Enigma. That was not a cornball song? Okay, fine. And they had out for, uh, we came out from the deep. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> See, I thought the music sort of uh, reminded me of like, a, you know, the bedtime stories type of drum beat. Where it was that, that level of techno and drum beats. Mm, Are you still there? No. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> um, I I really think that this is the fucking choir from that song. <laughs> Unless this is this I, is the Mormon the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. They have yeah. an all. I forget what they're called, but they're probably just called something like. Oh, I think they're called the um, the gay men's. Is it the gay men's chorus? I think. I don't know. But it's a choir of all gay men who perform completely naked. Oh, okay. So you can tell the castrados. Yes, you can. Yes, yes. From just by looking from the at falsettos. Them. Yes, yes, and the uh, <laughs> and the uh, the what do you call it? Um, baritones. baritones. <laughs> See, th this this actually is making me want to yawn. I know. And actually, yawn to the song that they're doing. <laughs> uh, one would think that they would put something. I mean, I guess Although, because it's not really a Christmas movie per se, they didn't really want to put something Christmassy, yeah. so I think they had to put something that was kind of neutral. They could have done, like, Celebration. Not the Madonna one. Celebration. Good, because that's a terrible song. Anyway, um, uh, that New Year's one was written by uh, the Starry Eyes writers. The which one? The last one, New Year's, the New Year's Eve. Was they wrote that garbage too? Yeah. What the fuck? It was just directed by Adam. Oh, God. Well, at least we know that they've improved. Yeah, yeah. They, they've gotten uh, better. New, they clean their shoes after stepping in it. Yes, yes. Because they've gone on to Pet Cemetery. And, oh, uh, well, I, ha I haven't actually seen that, so I can't actually say if it's any good. You have to remind me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. No, it's not good. It's not good. And uh, what would you say is better? Pet Cemetery 2 or the remake? I Pet love Cemetery Pet Cemetery 2. <laughs> I saw it and didn't mind it. It was 
okay. I think it's fun in a campy kind of way. It's like yeah, it's like hammy. (laughs) It's like um, American Psycho and American Psycho Two. It's like if you if you watch the second one without expecting what you got in the first one, and it's like or it's like uh, the Blair Witch Project and Blair Witch Two. and you accept oh, them see, as that one, I totally wasn't a different fan of part one either. But. Totally different movies. Um, mm. Yeah, then yeah. I mean, Pet Cemetery is such an iconic movie, and it really gets on my nerves that people say, "Oh my god, it doesn't hold up." Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. It it, it really does. <laughs> I think the death of of gauge is probably one of the most disturbing moments in any horror movie ever and you don't even see anything except for a shoe on the road Mm. um but um yeah they don't do that in the remake by the way oh okay what do they do nothing as in they just hear the noise the daughter gets killed not gauge oh okay oh People are so scared of killing kids these days. Well, I think that was probably um, because they knew that the chances of getting an actor, a child actor like Miko Hughes, was going to be a tall order. Uh, Somebody that age who could do what he did in that movie. So they were probably like, yeah, let's just get Miko killed off the older one so they killed yeah. ellen um that's really all i forget all i remember about that movie because it was so fucking forgettable yeah yeah well uh just looking at it uh the original got 6.5 out of 10 whereas the remake got 5.7 out of 10 <laughs> and i remember i remember when um John Lithgow was being interviewed and they were asking uh, if he was going to do a main accent. And he was like, no, because then people are going to think that I'm doing an impression of Fred Gwynn. Well, uh, if your character is born and raised in Maine, kind of makes yeah. sense that you'd like, have a main accent. Why has suddenly got a different accent? Yeah. I mean, you could take and the role and make you, it your own. You're a fucking actor. And a yeah, seasoned one at to, that, um, too. He's been around, what, 50 yeah. years? Yeah. It's like uh, being cast to do Abe Lincoln, but not wanting to do his accent. Because you don't want to make fun don't of him. Don't want to wear the hat. No, no. Mm. I don't. Well, I don't remember. Was, I don't remember what it was, but I. I remember. I remember some. Oh, what the fuck was it? I remember some remake of something that was a really. It was a really popular movie, and they had. They didn't do the more modern thing where they have all different characters for the remake. It was the same characters, yeah. but I remember some of the actors in it like really going out of their way. I think you know what it was. 
I think it was the the uh for the fortieth was it the fortieth? Yeah. For the fortieth anniversary of um the Rocky Heart Picture Show, the BBC did a live version. Okay. And it felt very much like some, not all, but some of the actors who were in it were really trying to go out of their way not to recreate the performances from the original movie. And it was it was really noticeable. Like the guy who did Frankenfurter yeah, yeah. was trying so hard not to be Tim Curry. Yep. Who was who was playing Frank? I never heard of any of them. I think yep, they were yep. all English actors. Okay. I um, think I told you I I saw the one with Laverne Cox as Frank. I didn't Peter. bother. I did not like. I didn't bother. Hmm. Well, I uh, only saw a little bit of it, and um, what I saw, I didn't really. There's a grittiness to Rocky Horror that was completely lacking in uh, this remake of it. Mm. Well, mm. I uh, that was a uh, a staged version, wasn't it? Yes, yes, it wasn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite sure that was the case. Yeah. Um. But I don't know if there was an audience or anything. Oh. I think I think I I wanted I think I wanted to watch this one because it wasn't like really crazy sophisticated kind of like, you know, Greece was and shit. It they well, did it more yeah. like the original Rocky Horror Show stage play. Yeah, and I think that's that was that's why like, I, went to I, I watch watched. It. Yeah, I watched a um, a uh, a stage version of um, Jesus Christ Superstar with uh, Sporty Spice <laughs> and um, oh my Tim god, and I enjoyed it, you know, and that was just really uh, a camera on a stage, and it was fun, and I could enjoy that, you know. So that's what she's doing now: musical theater. <laughs> She's playing Mary Magdalene. Yeah, because nothing says Mary Magdalene like a butch dyke. <laughs> Let the record show. Tony said it. I did not. We were all thinking it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I hate it when people's quote is, um, people hate me because I say what everyone's thinking. It's like, no, they don't. <laughs> they just hate you. You're a cunt. Annoying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I always liked uh, the roast of Joan Rivers. One of the comedians was saying, Joan likes to say she says what everyone's thinking, but then why hasn't she said, what the hell, what the fuck have I done to my face? <laughs> well, she has. She that, that, that used to be a big part of her, um, of her routine or her, her stand-up was... Let me make fun of how ridiculous I look before everybody else does. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't, I don't get 
that, I mean, if you know you look absurd, why the fuck did you keep going under the knife and making yourself look worse? Because by the end, she looked like a weird, like, fuck. She didn't even look human. It's sort of like gambling addicts where they think that the next one will make them look normal. Mm. Mm. Like that they'll recoup it all with the next one. I have a cousin who went to school for nursing and then I don't think I don't think she was able to get the job that she wanted. So now she's doing um Botox and yeah, lip yeah. injections. So and she only went to school for that for a day. Oh, That's okay. all you have to do. One day of school yeah. to be able to to learn how to stick needles in people's faces and lips. Well, can't you do it like a like a Tupperware party, like a Nutramedics, where people come in and? Well, that's sort of a lip that was a thing for a while, yeah. But, but um, that was that was a big thing. There was a big that was a big story about that. Um, I don't remember, like ten years ago or something. It became quite common, um, and but the the do- the quote unquote doctors. Um, were in, uh, the doctor Oz. injecting, yeah, the Dr. Oz or Dr. Phil, um, they were injecting like the equivalent of motor oil into people's faces. Mm. And I remember, um, Priscilla Presley was one of Presley? them. Yeah. And she had like so much skin damage that her, she had a, a hole materialized in a, in the side of her face from it. Yeah. Yeah. And they have, are you ready for this? They also, yeah. this is how superficial fucking people in Beverly Hills are. Sorry if you're in Beverly Hills and you're listening to this, but huh. you're plastic. I think they left I hate while. to tell you, <laughs> but they actually have parties for vaginal reconstruction okay. where like you literally are in somebody's house and then you can go in the dining room lie down on the fucking table, spread them, and the doctor will trim your labia. Okay. Yeah, that's not what you're... You don't don't do that. I feel like trimming the labia would make it looser. Well, when you get older, it hangs. The lips, they start to sag. Yeah, yeah. So you got to trim... Or the vo- is, wait, what's the difference between no labia is the right word? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, I think the vulva is the entire uh, an element. Again, why do we element. keep going to these places? <laughs> and it's it's generally me where I start talking like a gynecologist, <laughs> like I know the ins and outs, so to speak, of the female reproductive organs. But yeah, they go and they and they get their lips snipped, and then the fucking doctor bandages them up and says next, and it's like okay, my turn, huh? Mm. No sex for a week. Mm-mm. I do remember hearing a horror story about it. I think that's because that's how it came out because something happened to one of the girls. I don't remember. It was a yeah. while ago that I heard about they, it. They cut it horizontally. Yes. Yeah, they gave her a happy face. Um, what? 
<laughs> Grey skies are going to clear up. Uh, I remember there was an ad from India about a vaginal tightening cream where the... Uh, uh, it was like a Bollywood thing where the girl was singing like a virgin. <laughs> oh my god! If there, well, I was going to say if you're stupid enough to believe that there's a cream that can tighten your vagina, but there are women who believe that there are creams that can increase your your bust. So, mm, okay. Well, if you use toilet paper, that can help. You, that can yes. It can. It worked on my bottom. It did, yeah. <laughs> it did. It did that. It worked on my front. Um, my, my... <laughs> um, well, yeah, uh, I guess maybe they're thinking sort of like how the hemorrhoid cream tightens up your face. If they think that that works, then maybe they can use it vaginally. Well, you'd have to was, put it in... Sort of... You have to put it inside then. And okay. I wouldn't want to put something like that inside me. Yeah, but you don't have a vagina. I don't. Mm-mm. So that my... my. I mean, I shouldn't assume, but I, I imagine. You should not, well, to not assuage your curiosities, um, no, I, I, I don't. I don't have a vagina. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm glad of that because they seem very complicated. Um, and, um, oh, my God, speaking of which, <laughs> yes. reminds me of a story how I said um, how the lips sag. Um, I had a friend who walked in on her mother who was um i don't know why but for some reason she was getting addressed in the living room okay <laughs> but she walked in on her mother who was naked and she covered herself and turned to run out of the room but while she was running her lips were swinging between her legs. Oh my God. <laughs> and it looked like she had four legs because they were running too. Oh, oh my Lord. That's how droopy her vagina was. Wow. Well, yes, it happens to people. If, if, I, if I wasn't gay before. <laughs> God. Well, we get droopy testicles, so. Well, all I'm imagining is like a, you know, like a a, a chicken uh, from the butcher. Hey, you got the chicken legs, and then you got that droopy skin around the whole of the. Chicken. Oh, God. Uh, are you th- are you talking about the waddle, or the? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, I think. All right. Well, we, yes. <laughs> on that note, happy after Christmas sales. <laughs> yes, we have to get the after Christmas sales. So, this is uh, 2022. Yes, and I can't believe it's over with. Yeah, I'm very happy. Oh. Uh, 
Well, I'm going to give you, I want to give you a big giant thank you because you have participated more than anyone else in this year's episodes. Oh, always a pleasure. So thank you. Hopefully, hopefully the audience enjoyed thank it. Thank you for being so dedicated to the podcast. And uh, well, you're you're an easy chat, and an even easier lay. That's true. So I've been told. Um, <laughs> and I want to thank everybody who's been listening for the duration of this year. And uh, I want to wish everybody a very very happy new year. So, until 2023, this is Brandon Ford wishing you all unpleasant dreams.